I'm trying to just mentally get to the end of this year. Not that anything mm-hmm. magical. I mean, we've asked even each other, like, do you think something's magically going to happen? Like when the calendar turns over, I don't necessarily think in the world that something magical is going to happen. I just need this year to be over, like <laughs> in a lot of ways. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth-telling conversations between two friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for, but wish you did. We're your hosts, Kelly Artis and Claire Wood of Melspo Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given. everybody and welcome back to this episode of the Advice Not Given podcast. We are talking today about getting prepared for the holidays. And we're not necessarily talking about like recipes or planning a menu. We're talking more about getting emotionally prepared for really the last push of this year, which includes for most of us Thanksgiving, which will be happening next week, and the Christmas holidays that happen um, in the month of December. So we're really going to just kind of peel back some of the layers of how this whole coronavirus and COVID has impacted the year and how that might be impacting our planning. But then beyond that, for those who are planning in-person gatherings with family members and friends, maybe just some tips on how to navigate that uh, with boundaries and emotional health. (laughs) Do you remember last year when we had this conversation, we were like, I don't know if I want to travel so far or like, we were just like, how are you going to handle the pie? What kind of pie are you going to take? Now it's like, okay, actually. Well, I do remember I was talking about, um, for last year, not taking any emotional baggage with me. I do remember Mm. that because not from COVID or (laughs) election related things, but more from I tend in a normal year, I tend to put a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. and expectation on the holiday, on myself, um, by default, maybe other people. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it can't live up to that. (laughs) Most of the time it can't. And so, yeah, that would be maybe my only thing from last year that's a carryover. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, I think we were, you shared the great um, cake story of how you used an actual like LaCroix soda instead of baking soda. If you haven't listened to that episode, it might be a (laughs) good just to go back and hear. the good old um, days. The good old days. The good old days episode. Well, it's funny. I remember stressing about like, putting up and I still feel this pressure, like being mom and having to like create the memories, right? Like I still a hundred percent feel that and almost it's it's worse and different this year. But um putting up Christmas trees like stress me out. This year I'm like, oh it's November twelfth. Let's go ahead and get that sucker up. Like <laughs> And I know that's kind of the the trend I'm seeing on social too, is that everybody's like, screw it, Christmas now. (laughs) Well, it's just to me the the whole idea of who cares? Like we do what we want. Like this year has been such a upheaval of all of life. Who cares if you put your tree up? I still haven't put mine up. And it's not because I'm like, oh, I've got to wait until after Thanksgiving, which is usually when I do it. It's more that I haven't had the oomph to like we we brought it from storage to our garage so it's like one step closer but I just don't (laughs) feel like I've had the the uh, yeah the energy maybe mental Mm -hmm. or physical to like do that at this point so I hope I I, I hope it comes you know I hope um in a couple more weeks I can get there so it will you'll get there yeah okay so how are we gonna get through this (laughs) well (laughs) 
You know, I do feel like for me, I tend to be a traditions person. And I've noticed over the last few years, I've had to slightly let some of that go. We've talked about that before. Just as military families, you don't always get to just do the same things year after year. And so for me, that's been one of the things I'm trying to just say, like, I've said it a million times, like, this isn't a normal year. It doesn't have to be the way it's always been. And I know for us, because we're now a little, quite a bit closer to family, we, I think, had just assumed that we would try to go in. Um, mm-hmm. But now we're rethinking that. And it has that actually has nothing to do with COVID or the election, but just some other travel we have planned and just kind of minimizing being on the yeah. road, just the, the, you know, being on the road for us. I think that's, that's the biggest, the biggest thing is just like, okay, how much risk are we willing to open ourselves up for? How many households are we willing to travel to? I mean, that's always a conversation anyway, right? right? Like it's like, oh, you got to split your time between this one and that one. But, um, also there's the need to go and like the feeling like the longing to go is much stronger because I mean, I've barely seen my folks since March and my sister, you know, like I, I my little nephews, like I barely recognize them right now. They're so big. And like, it's just, it's going to get harder to bridge that. And we're one state away, right? you know? So I don't know. I, I think it's going to involve a lot of open conversations, which hopefully you guys are already having with your families. I mean, I have been with mine, like our risk tolerances are at different levels. Um, and I, I feel like that's being respected. So, you know, hopefully we can kind of all agree to maintain some sort of like, not protocol, that sounds cold, but you know, like some kind of standards, like maybe the gathering is smaller, or maybe it's outside, or maybe it's, you know, um, don't, don't go anywhere crazy three days before Thanksgiving, please. Yeah, You know, that would be great. To your point, maybe a first step is communicating. And for us, um, we've always tried to prioritize for Ryan and I communicating our intentions and plans with each other mm. first, right? Mm-hmm. That that's got to be the first relationship that's in agreement is Ryan and yeah. I. Then we yep. communicate that to our kids, and then we communicate that to our extended families. And as of right now, like we haven't made a final decision, but as of now, we've kind of been communicating either with my mom or his mom, like, hey, let's maybe don't count on us. Like we're not a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. Um, But then even within that, we've tried to communicate our own expectations of even if we are home, um, many years we've been home, we will usually host another family or a couple of families of those who maybe can't get away or go serve a meal somewhere. And even that we're kind of like, maybe this year it's we just keep it super low key. I noticed Mm -hmm. our little golf course on post is doing like carry out Thanksgiving meals. And that's looking really tempting to me (laughs) Um, instead of going to all the trouble of like making all the things and then. You know, to me, it seems like an ideal time to just maybe go the easy route and then mm-hmm. plan a hike or get out if it's nice, like get out as a family yeah. of five and just get fresh like air. That. So, yep. I like that a lot. And you know, I'm a big fan of Fresh Market. They I know. Go. Yes. <laughs> Thanksgiving. If I am home, that is how we are going to roll. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Low, key, low stress. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, the biggest thing for us is just, yeah, communicating with everyone all the way around. And like, and it, what sucks too is that that also means like, you know, considering the fact that other family members that we'd like to see, even if our initial like intimate gathering is small, I I don't want to say like restrict other family members from seeing other extended family, right? Because it's like tentacles that just stretch out. So um, just, you know, fit me in at the beginning, maybe that might, that might work. Yeah. Well, (laughs) let let me ask you a a question and maybe this is a question for our listeners too, for you to think about and consider. Do you feel like 
having those conversations either with your spouse or and or your extended family members about, you know, communicating expectations. Do you feel like it's a, a fairly easy conversation to have or do you feel like there's still there's a, a subtext of like, well, we're taking the virus seriously. You aren't mm, or yeah. we um, aren't quite sure how it's going to go all sitting around a table together. If we've had some, you know, maybe the disagreement of thought about political things, or do you feel like people at this point are kind of like, you know what, like we got it, we get it. We understand free pass. <laughs> like how do, just in general, like how do yeah. you feel like most people are? Well, you know, it's like the, line? I think, I don't know. I'm probably not alone in saying this, but I walk into conversations like that with a lot of trepidation and like feeling like it's going to go one way and then right. it doesn't. And it, I'm right. like relieved. I'm like, oh, I left feeling really supported. And, you know, I, you know, as long as you approach it in the right way, um, hey, listen, I always kind of joke with people. I'm like, oh, I'm the weirdo that like, you know, doesn't leave the house. And that kind of breaks the tension a little bit. Yeah. Right. Like it kind of like labels an emotion that, um, I, so <laughs> I mentioned Chris Voss's book last week, um, uh, the negotiating book, right? <laughs> but one of the tactics is actually labeling and, um, oh, what does he call it? It's like anticipating criticism or anticipating critique. Yeah. Um, if you go ahead and throw that sucker out, like what is the worst thing somebody could say back to you? Yeah. Um, go ahead and kind of throw it out there and be like, I know y'all probably think da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, not in a manipulative way, but just like, I hear how this sounds. Right. But please, you know, and, but honestly, those conversations thus far have gone way better than I could have imagined. So like, yeah. it's worse carrying it around with you than it is to just get it out and say it. Yeah. So don't, yeah, don't spend too much time stressing it. Yeah. And I know like for us, we have actually, since we've moved closer, we've been home just about every month. Like we were back mm. in, well, we were there about six weeks of the summer, just hanging out before we got mm -hmm. here. And then we were back for Labor Day and then again for Halloween. And so, um, yeah, I think for us, some years you just, you can, and some years you can't, and you just have to be okay with it and hope, hope and pray that everybody else is too and understands it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So speaking of agreements and like communication, I'm curious if you have these conversations as well, but I'm thinking across all of the terms and how to make this like, not only is it a chance to see family if you plan on traveling um, that you haven't in probably a while, um, but to, to actually make the memory of this season yes. um, stick. Like my poor kids are so deprived, right? Like they're just like, remember Charleston? I'm like, I know. <laughs> but, but um, like, so how can we make sure that the emphasis is in the right place, right? Like we're going to have to be more intentional probably this year than ever, just because there are so many differing views of all kinds of things floating around in the atmosphere, not yeah. even like in your own personal family dynamics. It's just kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um, some of the things that I feel um, pretty strongly about, especially if we're making the time to go see family that we haven't seen in a very long time, is like we're going to unplug. We're not going right. to sit in front of the TV. Like the kids can watch a cartoon or something, maybe if it's raining, but otherwise, like, no, enjoy your cousins, like mm -hmm. play, you know, and we do that. We actually traditionally, we have always had a really um, good record of doing that. But I do find it helpful because then no one's tempted to like veer onto a cable news news network of either choice or persuasion right. um, to prompt conversations that might not be right. um, savory. So those are, <laughs> that's a, that's something that I try to communicate up front. I feel like we all kind of have like a family agreement about, um, and then also just like being able to, to kind of veer conversations if you feel like they're going down a not great path. Um, my 
my thought is this year, I'm going to try really hard to focus on like memories, like past memories right? and stories and like, um, trying to like mine family stories that I'm, that we're losing by yeah. each passing generation, you know? Right. Like, so yeah. I want to be able to try to capture some of that for myself and for my kids. So I think, you know, looking backwards to look ahead, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I love that. And I think that's so important, especially when you have like multi-generational family gatherings. I grew up hearing stories of my aunts and uncles and parents, you know, talking about their childhood Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I mm-hmm. think that's really what builds like your family culture and your family history. And yeah, I, I love that as far as memory making. And then you were talking about kind of unplugging and you know, of all the things you mentioned, I'm also thinking about something that I have to commend my brother and sister-in-law. They are awesome at this. Anytime we get together, they pretty much leave their cell phones upstairs in their bedroom. Oh, they, nice. they do mm-hmm. not even bring it down. And my brother's occasionally like made a comment, not in a mean way or like a judgmental way, but like, Hey, y'all have, we never get to see y'all. Like you mm-hmm. have our undivided attention. And like, that speaks a lot to me. And I think that that's something I want to do more, even if it is just the five of us at home, I really want to stay unplugged even from like not looking into my phone at what's going on out in the world and social right. media world, right? but like yep. the faces of the people in my family. And I think up to this point, so, you know, you're talking about tying meaning to the holidays. So many of the milestones that have come through this year, especially since March, I feel like I've kind of done the opposite. I'm like, well, it's going to be so different. I don't want to put any pressure on it. Just like, let it be what it's going to be. But sometimes I feel I'm feeling this sense that so much has been lost with that, that I do want to course correct for these final mm-hmm. holidays of the year and mm-hmm. really like lean into it and like make it, make it special and important. And then I would say, even if it's not for posting on social media or if it's for a delayed posting, I want to be good about taking some pictures of oh, this year. Oh gosh. Yeah. Right. Our, our hair may not yeah. be at its best color. Our weight <laughs> may not be at its prime number. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I want to do a good job of documenting of whatever our holiday looks like. So I almost think we were better at taking pictures when it was just for us versus now when it's for Instagram or Facebook, like you're looking for that perfect, like one shot and then you put your phone away. Like, okay, well, cool. I, it's on there now and I, I can move on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm realizing, yeah, we're missing a lot of like moments by not just share, like keeping our own little private photos. That's, yeah. that's a big one. Yeah. Um, so what about when, um, we feel like things might be, cause let's be real. I mean, you know, and this is a general conversation. I'm by no means like accusing my family of, or feeling like I'm anticipating this, but, um, okay. Let me put it in context. I saw a friend of mine who's a therapist. Um, her name's EJ Smith. She's amazing. And she posted this video the other day because a lot of her therapy appointments right now are actually revolving around like prepping people for their holiday reunions and gatherings. Um, cause you know, it's been a, it's been a rough year. (laughs) Um, so she, wanted to just kind of give out this PSA on her Facebook page. And it was great. She was like, okay, listen, here's a tip. Um, you know, if you're going to be around people, how do we, basically it was kind of the conversation we had last week. Like, how do we bridge the divides again? Like, how do right. we, how do we start to unify? How do we come back together? Um, you know, from every extreme, you, you know, through the middle, all the things. Right. So she was like, okay, here's a tip. It's going to come up. Like the election is for sure going to come up. Um, Try to keep from talking about people and focus on policy and issues instead. So if you're the type that asks people, who did you vote for? I am not that type, but you know, I know people have those conversations instead of like, Hey, who did you vote for at the polls? It's 
hey, what were the most important issues that you were that were that were pushing your vote or that were promoting your, or, you know, that mm-hmm. what were the things that you were voting as far as like policy? Um, and that's a that kind of it puts it in a different light. Um, we know the candidates are very polarizing, like the it's it's just it's camp this or camp that. Um, so instead of immediately putting yourself in one of those camps, along with all of the like baggage that comes with that, that we've kind of socially attached to supporters of either candidate, um, that's kind of hard to break through and kind of hard to see the the person you're talking to once you kind of have that affixed to them. So instead, talk about, okay, well, these were the policies that were really important to me, right? I could talk about, you know, military family programming, right? Like I know that those were very important policies and education and things like that. And those are things that we can find common ground on more easily than talking about yeah. the actual candidates. So. And, I, and I'm not a therapist. Like I can tell you that you just talking about bringing up election and, and, uh, you know, economic and developmental and MILSPO kind of policies. Like I, I personally don't th- know that I even have the courage to bring those things up at a mm-hmm. dinner table. And so I know up to this point, just for my own self-preservation, I will often like get up and say, oh, you know, I think our dogs need to go take a walk. Oh yeah. First hey, yeah. need another can of soda out of the garage refrigerator, just like to take a break. And so I, I love those suggestions. And I do think like in a perfect world that those are really great. And I do like the focus of policies over attacking people, but I don't know. Like, do you feel like, I mean, listeners, I'm wondering, do people feel like that that's even like possible. Like I I wish it was, but like, right. Yeah. So I think, well, so to back up even farther, I think it was in response to what if this happens or how do I have these conversations if I'm bought into them? So, you know, cause some people, I don't know, it, it could be brought up even if you're trying really hard to be polite. Yeah. (laughs) Also, you know, there are some folks that can't avoid it. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, so yeah, I guess, I don't know. That's what I I took away from it. I did have an interesting, we were watching the crown last Yeah. I'm like so behind. I'm just now catching oh, season so good. three. Yeah. So Andrew actually was like, let's watch the crown. <laughs> okay. Um, the, there was a scene where Queen Elizabeth was in her art gallery mm-hmm. and like the curator guy was like talking to her about art. And she was like, you know, I, I don't really know art, you know, like teach me whatever. Um, but then it turned out they were having this kind of underlying political conversation about the new prime minister who was running for office, really, you know, sensational sort of election season. Right. I was like, huh, so many parallels. It was funny. But um, she asked kind of a, a loaded question, which he answered in sort of a sensational way that was a little polarizing. And she goes, huh. She turned around. She goes, who is that painter? <laughs> she just completely yeah. changed the subject. I was like, yep, I like that. Just, yeah. you know what? Avoid. Yeah. <laughs> and go the other direction. Yeah. So. Well, and not to, you know, use the therapist's words against her, but I would even go as far as to say, like, when I'm thinking through meeting up with family or even my own immediate family, I'm almost going to focus more on the people in front of me instead of politics. Uh, And and to your point of like remembering Thanksgivings or Christmas past, you know, traditions and different things. I just think it's good to like, maybe even throw out there if you want to be bold, like, what does it mean to be a part of this family? Or like, what, let's try to think through the things that we do agree on as far as like, What's important to us, you know, like it's important Mm -hmm. that we get together. It's important that we show respect for each other. And I know that may be sounding a little like my teacher self coming through, but I I sometimes think maybe that's part of what's been lost is we have not Mm -hmm. either been together enough to articulate Mm -hmm. it 
or we've allowed what we see on our screens to polarize us even farther. And I just, I'm looking forward to this holiday time being a time of reconnecting with family, because to me, there, there's just about nobody more important in my life than my family. Mm, So I love that. I like that a lot. Yeah. My last little tip was, um, I can't remember where I saw it or who said it, but it was use this season as like a meditative practice. Mm. If you're feeling any kind of way, right, you know, like we've already established no one's minds are changing about anything right Right. now. (laughs) You're not going to, no one's going to change your mind. Nobody else's minds are changing and it doesn't really matter because the election's over anyway, right? So at this point in time, like you have to kind of start weighing like, what is it, what would it change if I spoke up, right? Or if I felt like I needed to challenge something or, and maybe that's just the way you roll, right? Maybe you do need to like, "Mm, that's fake or, you know, because that's where it gets me. It's like, if it's just blatantly false, right? Or unsubstantiated or not data-driven, you know, like I'm like, you can't just go around saying stuff like that. It kind of makes you look (laughs) uninformed. Like don't do that to yourself. Right. But I don't have to say that. Right. I don't have to, I don't have to say that. And I could be wrong. I likely am wrong. So why not just use those moments as like a deep breath, you know, think of like a mantra that you could kind of like mentally repeat to yourself. Um, not only to make sure that you stay stable (laughs) emotionally, but also to set a good example for your kids, you know, respect your elders, all that kind of stuff. So I agree. Well, to your point about meditation, there's, and this is not necessarily part of my tradition growing up, but there's something called breath prayers that some traditions, Mm. uh, emphasize. And it's literally like a, a short two statements in the, on your inhale, you mentally or audibly like state your first part of it. And then on the exhale, you state the last there's a a Instagram account I follow called Mm -hmm. liturgies for parents. And they about once a week will post those. But then I also want to share another resource. And this is something that I have increasingly been using this year. And it's a book called every moment holy. And it's a book of longer prayer liturgies about different, like very specific settings of like before we gather with family before consuming mm. new media, like s- serious mm. prayers that people have written. And for me, I think that's a lot of this navigating the holidays, navigating life lately. Um, I, I have to like get in the right headspace. And when I have not taken the time to do that is when I tend to be a little more emotional and a little more, um, you know, not operating maybe from the right place. <laughs> uh, so for me, doing some of those things have been part of my, part of my toolkit as well. Well, you're right. You said it. I mean, it centers you a little bit like, okay, let's, let's prepare to walk into the scenario, the situation with a heart of blank, right? Like whatever it is that you're looking for, you're going to need, you're going to want, you want to pour out to others. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. So there's a woman, our pastor that I follow, her name's Nadia Boltz Weber and her handle is the sarcastic Lutheran. And she does something kind of similar, probably very different content, but, um, it's, it's kind of the same idea. Like she even, she interviewed Brene Brown the other day on her Instagram and they started with a prayer, like a liturgy, you know, I was like, I love that. It was, it, it was great. So just kind of set the conversation off. Right. Yeah. Well, I've got two questions. The first is if you had to use one word to describe what you want the theme of Thanksgiving and then the theme of Christmas to be, maybe just combine it, theme of the holidays. What's one word you want to be the theme for you and your family? (laughs) Honestly, the first thing that popped into my mind, Um, indulgent. Okay. (laughs) I want all the food. Like I could, I don't, I don't, there's no, I, COVID-19 has happened mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm good with it. It's totally fine. This is the season of me in sweatpants forever yeah. and ever. 
Yes. Yeah. There's a scene I keep quoting from Mean Girls. Um, you know, they keep giving Regina George the calteen bars, like the, one of the wrestlers gives her one, and they're like, she thinks they're diet bars, but they're like loaded with calories. Nice. And she's like, yeah. okay, like, sorry, sweatpants are the only thing that fits me right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm feeling that too. Like, I'm like, gosh, yeah. I sure have a lot of elastic pants in my life. Yeah. Right <laughs> it is okay. It is. Yeah. My word, I think the theme that I want to encompass is just peace. Um, just mm. peace in our home, peace in our hearts, peace in our family relationships. Um, so yeah, that would be my word. And then um, my last question for us all collectively to think about is I'm trying to just mentally get to the end of this year. Not that anything mm. magical. I mean, we've asked even each other, like, do you think something's magically going to happen? Like when the calendar turns over, I don't necessarily think in the world that something magical is going to happen. I just need this year to be over, like in a lot of ways. And so like my question is what in getting through the holidays and not just getting through them for getting through them sake, but enjoying mm-hmm. them and participating and being active and, um, you know, involved. But what's kind of on your mind for something you're kind of looking forward to? You know, like I know for me, I love I love putting Christmas away and kind of starting out the new year and like cleaning and organizing and fresh budgets and all that. But like what mm-hmm. do you have anything that kind of like is your your mental treat or reward for like, OK, like we're going to do these holidays and then this is what I get to look forward to or like a, a treat for yourself. Like what what would fall in that category for you? I mean, you know, this is a hard one for me because I'm not the resolution person. I mean, I do enjoy a good plan. And I'm not even talking about resolutions. I'm just talking about something fruitful and good that you're looking forward to, like maybe post-holidays. Well, I do have I have something that is not super public yet, but I do have a professional thing that'll be starting um, yes. roundabouts then. So that's kind of invigorating. I mean, you're thinking this is a time of like, you know, lull, really, Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, I think for a lot of us, especially being COVID parents, uh, um, virtual schooling and all that derailing uh, you specifically for having just moved and starting over again. And, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those. So I'm excited to be launching into something additionally to what I already do, which is cool. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. So I'm a little nervous about it, but it is definitely something fresh and new. It's a brand new thing. Like it's not an established thing yet. So I love building um, the newness and creating new systems and um, setting up awesome strategies and stuff. So that's, yeah, I guess that would be my thing. Um, The kids, there's rumbles of maybe the kids going back in person Mm. um, in some way, shape or form. And I think I thought at first I was very, not in favor of that. And I still have a long way to go as far as my comfort level with that. But, um, I know it would do the kids a lot of, um, a lot of good to be able to see people in person again. And let's be so, real. It would do you a lot of good to have them see people and be a school, I mean, right? You are not lying. <laughs> like it would. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a probably mine. Yeah. I think mine pretty much what I've already mentioned, just a fresh start. And I know I start most years with like just the most intense, uh, resolutions and goals and 20 for 20. And like, I just don't think I'm even going to do any next year. Like if I do, it's going to be something like have fun. Like it's just going to be so so lighthearted. And yeah. yeah. And like you, I'm looking toward potentially like taking on some outside of the house employment. I've been Mm -hmm. slogging away and making a pretty long list of places I've applied for. Nothing has happened with that yet, but I'm kind of hopeful that that would be 
also something for me as the the calendar turns. So I don't know mm. about you. I'm I'm looking forward to this holiday season. I feel like it's maybe going to be some part of like redemption of this year. Like it's hopefully for yeah. most of us, it's going to be a redeeming time of a lot of things that have felt lost, a lot of things that have been kind of sad and lonely, um, a chance just to kind of get back in a good place for us. <laughs> Yeah. And let's, you know, let's not leave off this conversation without acknowledging the fact that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to be anywhere near family or comfortable with it, or, you know, maybe it's hostile, right there. I mean, there are tons of scenarios where that is the case. If you are uh, someone who fits that category, know that our hearts are with you. Um, We are an email away. (laughs) Um, You're welcome to binge any of our episodes. If you are, you know, feeling lonely or want to engage or, or join us in our communities on social media. Um, Yeah, we can get through this. You'll get through it. Okay. I'm going to say one more thing about the webinar. Okay. So if you're catching this um, after or when this airs, we have already had our Enneagram webinar uh, as of last week, but I wanted to let you know you did not miss the boat. There is still a chance for you to tune in. If you want to head over to um, our website, you will find instructions to register for the recording. So if you want to catch the replay of our Enneagram for Military Spouses webinar, that will live on forever and ever on our website. Um, And by registering, you'll have access to all of the tools, the downloads of the slides, um, and other fun things that we chat about and resources that um, we are pointing everyone to, to be able to kind of make the most of their inner self-discovery moment. So be sure to check that out. And until next time, hope you all have a great holiday season and we'll be checking in um, again next week. Thanks for joining us this week on Advice Not Given. For resources and links to all the things mentioned in today's episode, head over to our website at milspogurus.com. That's M-I-L-S-P-O-G-U-R-U-S. If you enjoyed this episode, please help others find us by adding your thoughts to an iTunes review and subscribing so you never miss a show. If you're interested in being a next level supporter of our endeavors, check out our Patreon page. You can pledge as little as a dollar per episode to help us out with expenses. Think of it as eavesdropping on our coffee date, but then sending over a latte. It's a thing. Also, be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook at Millspoke Gurus, where we keep the conversation going and where you can share your